This is Saturday, October 28th. Does it feel like your life is overly complex? Like there's so much going on and you have so many things in your life that you're missing the beauty of the one true thing. Today we think about something that may seem strange, the spiritual discipline of simplicity. This theme is captured so well in the old Shaker hymn that goes like this. Tis the gift to be simple, tis the gift to be free, tis the gift to come down where you ought to be. And when we find ourselves in the place just right, twill be in the valley of love and delight. When true sympathy is gained, to bow and to bend, we shan't be ashamed. To turn, turn will be our delight, till by turning, turning, we come round right. What is simplicity? At heart, it is to, do, to will one thing, to be single-minded, to be focused on that which is at the center of your life, and to live your entire life in relate, reference to that center. Of course, the center is God himself. And by the way, God is simple. He has one will when we often have two or more. He has no body parts. And we are enamored of adding more and more to our lives every day. Sometimes I think that Sandy and I have so much stuff in our lives, it really is shocking to think about it. And it's difficult to manage it all. In essence, our lives become unmanageable because, well, there's just so much to manage. Simplicity is freedom, and it brings us such joy and balance. Now, this is important for this week in our study of the gospel and money because money's power over us is in what it can buy. Like even the garden who found the fruit pleasing to the eye, our eyes feast every day on what we can acquire. We imagine lives filled with these things that promise to give us joy and happiness and and so much more. The end result is not simplicity, but duplicity. We say that the Lord is our God, but we're living in pursuit of many things. So how are we to think about our lives? And here's our text for today. This is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 to 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in, in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Now, on Sunday, we looked briefly at this text, and we talked about how we can be generous. Generosity for God's people began with a tithe, giving a percentage of what is earned as a means of turning our attention to God and his kingdom. Now, we have become so accustomed to increasing our lifestyles as soon as we have increased our earnings or resources. But when is enough enough? When do we go from having possessions and be, to being overtaken by what we have? How do we keep from putting our hope in wealth? And that's why Paul sends this teaching to Thim- Timothy, to protect God's people from arrogance and from missing out on life with God. That's the life that's really life. Now, there have been some people who have gone beyond tithing, 
giving a fixed amount based on their earnings to do the opposite, you could say. They've reached a standard of living that they know is just fine, so why accumulate more when they can help others? They settle for a standard of living, and then they give everything beyond that for use in God's kingdom to help others in need. Finally, we also find those who who give sacrificially. Now, we don't give sacrificially because we're trying to get anything from God. God has already given us all things in Christ. But we give sacrificially because in so doing, we can serve and help others, and because this binds us even more to the Lord. We rejoice in a deeper dependence on him, a deeper resting in him. This, for example, is what the widow woman did that Jesus saw. She gave her two copper coins. They were all she had, but she did so trusting God's faithful provision for her. Her story was a beautiful example of a heart focused on God. Now remember, we want to stay with the gospel because the goal is not in keeping a religious principle, but in enjoying God and living in his love. And this is the heart of simplicity. We can gain such security in God that our hearts are open to what he wants. Our lives then come to honor him. Years ago, when a church I was serving was raising money to build their first building, one Sunday the elders of the church explained the need to the congregation. Some people made promises that Sunday to support the project. When the deacons counted the offering that day, one woman in the church had dropped in the most precious thing she had. It was her wedlock. You see, in her homeland of India, that gold necklace with a gold locket on the end was presented to her on her wedding day. She had put it into the offering plate because she wanted to offer it to the Lord to be used for his kingdom. I remember one of our deacons coming to me with tears in his eyes, carrying this precious gift, wondering what he should do with it. Here was the gospel in this beautiful gift, like the woman who poured her precious ointment on Jesus shortly before Jesus went to the cross. It was a stunning picture of love returned to Jesus because, well, Jesus had loved her so much. As I think of this woman's gift, I want my heart to be there to consider Jesus worthy of the greatest gift that I have to give, my life and everything else. And this is simplicity, is it not? To focus on that one thing, but that one thing to be God and his kingdom. It is said that one Christian over 150 years ago would put every penny in his pocket whenever the offering was being taken during a worship service. His wife knew this and tried to keep him from taking any money at all with him to church. She knew he would just give it all away. One Sunday when the offering plate came by, he had nothing to give. So he asked the usher to put the offering plate on the ground. And then this man stood in the plate as a way to show he was giving his all to God. I think this is what happens when we understand the gospel Our perception of what we have changes, and we desire to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and as our scripture says, to be generous and willing to share. Let's pray. Gracious and loving Father, you have made us rich. Teach us that our true riches are found in Christ, not in our investment accounts or in any stuff that we have. Teach us a true simplicity based on 
focusing on you and you alone. Teach us how to place everything under the feet of Jesus. For in his name we pray. Amen.